Guys, I want to talk to you about attention to detail for a moment. What makes the dimples on a golf ball so important? What may seem insignificant, but without them, your ball wouldn't travel half as far as, or in Neil's case, attempt to go as straight. Those ball manufacturers measure to make sure each one of those dimples is right to within one thousandth of an inch. That's the kind of attention to detail you'll see in Cooper Discoverer's and Duramax SUV tire. From severe weather traction to durable tread technology, every last inch of the Enduramax is designed to give you the best ride possible for as long as possible. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Friends, hello and welcome back to another episode of No Laying Ups Crash Course Podcast. This is DJ Pihowski, joined by my partner in crime, Tron Carter. Tron, how are you? Hello, DJ. I'm so excited to talk about Wild Horse. I, I know I, you it, are. You pulled me. Myself. You you called me in from the bullpen. You said, "Hey, man, I got. I'm I'm bursting with takes. We gotta we gotta get this thing done. We gotta do it. Let's let's knock it out." The Nebraska folks have been all over me. Uh, I feel bad. It's been probably ten months. I uh, know 11 months since since I recorded the video went out there to do and uh, yeah I, I can't wait to get back it's just a magical little spot great story uh, great people great design great architecture great conditioning uh, all of it I love well, it. I'm excited to excited to get into all that listen sometimes we put things in the uh, you know put things in the can and they stay in the can for a minute but that's that's just the way it goes but it's listen can. We wanted to wait until we we had time to give it its due. Uh, we have time today to give it its due, and so we're going to do that. So, uh, first of all, let's set the stage. What we are talking about: Wild Horse Golf Course in Gothenburg, Nebraska. Is that correct? Gothenburg, Nebraska. One of two Gothenburgs in the world: Gothenburg, Sweden; <laughs> Gothenburg, course. Nebraska. Uh, you may know it as the the home of Jay Novacek. I didn't know it as that, but that I will now. I don't know how I could ever forget that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about, uh, probably half an hour to 45 minutes east of, uh, North Platte, Nebraska, which is kind of the, let's say the biggest of the small towns in this, this it's, it's on the I 80 kind of corridor. You've got I 80, you've got the, the, uh, Platte river, and then you've got the, uh, the union Pacific railroad. Kind of talk, all, talk to me about North Platte. I had that on my list of questions because every time I see like a map of Nebraska, you know, that you have like the larger cities dotted and North Platte is always dotted. And I'm always like, where the, what the fuck is North Platte? Like, I, what's going on there? Is it, yeah. I, I mean, how would you describe it? North Platte's like, it's south of Mullen and so, south of Sand Hills. Uh, it is, it's not a very big place. Uh, it's 20, they have an airport though, right? Yeah. They've got an airport. They've got, you know, service to, uh, Service to Denver, at least. I think they've got service to Chicago as well. Um, but yeah, actually, I flew out of there, and uh, it was one of those things where we stopped in like two other towns, like stopped at two other airports on the way to Denver to pick up more people. It was like a bus, <laughs> a bus ride. Pick them up. There's some other people who need a ride. Yeah, no, but it's 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 a town of about twenty or a city of about 25, 24, 25,000 people, and uh, it, yeah, it's it's kind of the confluence of the North and South Platte rivers. So, but yeah, just just hardy 
hardy farm kind of culture out in this neck of the woods. It's, it's we're talking about kind of western Nebraska here, south southwestern, south central Nebraska. So, yeah, I I love it. I I can't wait to get back, man. It's uh, any uh any other kind of biographical information you want to do on the golf course before we kind of get into specifics. Yeah, uh, it was open in 1999. Uh, big farming community in Gothenburg. They, you know, some of them kind of pulled together and and took out a bank loan, got some some land, hired uh, Bunker Hill Golf, Dave Axland, Dan Proctor, and uh, so it, it's truly a community golf course. It's still to this day. I mean, it's probably one of the best public golf courses in the entire world, and uh, still to this day, it's you know it's fifty one dollars I think to to walk weekday and then like 61 i think to walk on the weekends so you know and then you know i, I think i think nebraska is interesting because it's it's like 21 2200 feet of elevation so you do get a little bit of the ball flies a little bit you know there's there's definitely actually 2800 feet of elevation so like the ball the ball jumps a little bit kind of like at valley neal right you're not yeah like you, you don't really think of it as being a like altitude or elevation affecting you but it actually does. Uh, you know, it's like a half club here in, some, in in certain spots, depending upon the club. So, and Axland and uh, Dan Proctor are both. Uh, they're kind of from the Corn Crenshaw stable, is that right? They are. They are. They've done done a few others. They they did one uh, northwest of Austin, I believe. That looks fantastic. Need to get down there and play that one. But yeah, they they just. I think they had done this kind of prior to uh, prior. To or no, actually after Sand Hills and they were two of the primary shapers on Sand Hills. And, uh, you definitely see the, see that influence. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a few more mounds and humps and bumps on some of the greens and some of the surrounds that, that maybe aren't quote unquote minimal, but also like the, especially in the bunkers, you see it in the bunkers. There's a lot of, there's some blowout bunkers, natural bunkers. And there's also some that you can tell they just, just carved it right out and dumped right. some sand in there and, and, uh, you know, there's, I think there's 68 bunkers on the property. That was one of the things, I think the only golf course of theirs that I've really played was uh, old Tacoa farm in North Georgia. And I remember walking off that golf course and kind of thinking like, man, this looks like a Bill and Ben golf course, but if Bill and Ben weren't around to kind of keep people in line and, and they almost let them kind of, you know, they, they almost, uh, were, felt like, and I could be projecting, or this could be because it's kind of a mountain course or who knows, but it almost felt like there was no Bill and Ben there to kind of be like, well, come on guys. Like we can't do that. Like there was a lot more, uh, just, just recklessness in a really fun way. And I don't know if you felt any of that at wild horse or not, or if that's kind of a, a calling card of theirs, but I'm, I was curious to ask about that. I did not. I think it's, you know, there's certainly some, some slope in some of the greens. Um, a lot of, you know, a few, few front to back greens. There's, there's quite a few, you know, greens canted right to left, left to right. Um, but no, it felt like they were very well edited. And, um, you know, again, there's a few, like there's a few greens that don't have bunkers that are, they're totally bunkerless, but on those greens, there's, there's a mound to kind of dictate the strategy. Right. So yeah, I didn't, you know, it's, it's certainly, I think it, it's more broad and long slopes and long, you know, ridges and uh, humps yeah. and bumps than say sand, like sand hills is much more like, like chop hills, right? It's mm -hmm. much more kind of sudden elevation changes and kind of up and down. This is, this is much more rolling and, and, you know, kind of, kind of gradual, but, uh, but no, it sits pretty gently upon the land and, and, uh, and yeah, there's just, there's just a ton of variety. Like they, 
they laid the course out in a way. So the wind is ever present out in anywhere in Nebraska, uh, but especially in this part of Nebraska, you've got, it's pretty expertly laid out where I believe the wind comes out of the South, Southeast typically, but it's, but it's also known to change completely as well. So all four of the par threes go different directions and three of the four par fives go in different directions as well. Uh, A lot of variety there in the course. I think it's one of those courses that really impresses upon you like a short, a short hole whether it's 125 yard par three or 340 yard par four, like a short hole isn't necessarily easy. It's almost harder downwind. <laughs> right. Where, because this place, I think that's, that's the next point is the conditioning is just stellar. Um, the, the greens are so smooth. They're firm. Like you can tell they sand cap the hell out of it. They, they top dress it. I believe the superintendent, Josh Mahar, he's been there for, Long time, Tony Collins, director of golf, Don Graham's the GM. He's been there, I think, since the start back in 99. So just a really like good crew of people that, that, you know, maintain, manage the place. And, uh, it, it like, it, it's just, you kind of walk off thinking like, how the fuck is this only 51, $51? Like, this is insane. It's, uh, it's the best golf value in America. I would even say better than, better than Rustic Canyon, in my opinion. What, uh, are there any other comps you, you have to it? I mean, what, what other courses would, would kind of fit the, fit the bill? I mean, I know some of the Sandhill stuff is probably the natural comparison, but I'm curious if there's anything else that springs to mind. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely like, you know, the, the dismal Sandhills, Valley Neal, that's that sort of thing. But you know, kind of all that's private or resort. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of depressing cause there's not a whole lot of comps for it right and there should be because this is this is the dream um gosh trying to think what a like what a, yeah i mean rustic canyon i guess would be yeah would be the only other one that really springs to mind um uh, i'm excited to see some of the stuff up in grand rapids later this summer i think that's you know some of the debris stuff up there sounds like it, it, it kind of fits the bill but you know obviously different different land and everything up there um but yeah it's it's like sand hills light and it's it's uh you know the routing, the conditioning, the the flare, the shaping—all of it is is top notch. What uh, I meant to kind of ask this up front of me, but what's kind of the big? You know, we've touched on a lot of different stuff already, but what's the big thing that sticks with you? I mean, what's the the thing where you're you're kind of like, you know, I love this place because of X. What 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 do you think that thing is? It's super wide. I think it it it. Uh, I'm trying to think how to how to say this. Uh, wild horse typifies that, that it's a great example of it being easy or like, you know, kind of easier for high handicaps and harder for low handicaps where there's, it lays the strategy out in front of you. You got to pay attention the moment you walk on the tee box, you got to pay attention. All right. You know, where, where are these bunkers? Where's the pin today? Uh, there's a few holes, you know, par fives, even where you're looking where the pin is when you get, when you step on on the tee, which is like the ultimate compliment that you can give to a 500 plus yard hole where you're like, all right, what's, you know, where's the pin today? My entire strategy is predicated upon that. Um, there's a ton of centerline bunkers. Like there's like, I would, there's 68 bunkers on the course and I would say 25 to 30 of them are centerline bunkers. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but, but also like it's super wide. So some of those centerline bunkers are actually, yeah, for like for all intents and purposes, they're kind of at the edge of where you would want to be in the fairway. 
they're almost like bisecting two different holes. Yeah, and then there's twenty, you know, it's twenty yards farther to the left of that, but you right. probably don't want to be over there because you got a shitty angle or you know you're totally blocked out. Um, you know, there's there's a, it's it's a it's a really unique. There's a ton of variety out there. The par threes are great. Uh, the par three uh, greens are all pretty diverse. There's 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 some big like visual deception on the par threes as well, where um, you know there's there's a there's a rattan there's a reverse rattan there's there's a, a short one that is that just this nasty nasty little green um so yeah i mean it's just there's just not a bad hole out there um there's definitely certain parts of the course that are that are you know more fun than others or more more engaging than others but i think it's you know it's it's great golf all the way through I think the the word I keep hearing when I read about it or watch videos about it or whatever is is always like community and it feels like a true communal golf course. I'm curious if you felt that while you're there and and if you could speak on kind of how and why it feels that way. Yeah, the the, the amount of pride not just people in this in the Gothenburg area taking this course but just throughout Nebraska. Like you talk to somebody in Omaha, you talk to somebody in Lincoln and they're they're just as amped up. They're proud of this place as a nebraskan right and it's it's the it's the right things you know it, it it's the things that are right with golf um like i think the day the day that we were there the nebraska corn there was a nebraska corn husker you know football fundraiser <laughs> so, um you know so there there are some kind of nebraska like you know ex nebraska football players all, all that so it was you definitely felt nebraska you felt and and just from the perspective too of like you get up on 13 14 15 and you're you're playing there's there's cornfields for miles you know in in kind of every direction and then uh you, you definitely feel like you're you're in the high plains there's long views down towards the railroad down towards i-80 down towards the river you got the corn you've got kind of some chop hills in the in the background there so there's there's just a lot of it's quintessentially nebraska and it seems like, uh, I don't know. I mean, Nebraska, it, it kind of reminds me, maybe it's an easy comp of Wisconsin, you know, another kind of Midwestern, Western type type state that just punches so far above its weight in the, in the golf world. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of this is probably due to the U S open, the Ryder cup, at least in the, in the Wisconsin's case. But I feel like you see more, uh, places like this showing up on more people's radars and it just, it feels like people are the secrets starting to matriculate, right? I mean, it feels like, feels like they have been very, very proud, uh, justifiably so, of having drastically above average golf. And it seems like the the secrets kind of getting out on some of these places a little bit. And that yeah. might be because a lot of cities just suck ass uh, for golf. And I think yeah. you know sometimes you show up in a place like Gothenburg, and you're like, what? How is everybody else screwing this up so bad? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I'm guessing some of the pride probably comes from that too. Oh, we stayed at you know Holiday Express or Hampton Inn or something. We you know we there was a couple great little restaurants in town. Um, you know, it's definitely. I think the secret's definitely out. But also, like you gotta you gotta make an effort to get there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not really on the way to not on the way I, to anything. I don't think it's risking like being overrun or anything <laughs> like that. I don't think we're we're ruining anything here, right? It's it's it's, it's kind of a you know, like I, I don't think it's going to be overrun with douchebags because the douchebags just aren't going to make that big of a that big of an effort to get all the way out there. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, I would say Nebraska, just the people, 
um, you know, that you definitely get that. Like, that's the other thing. There's no, there's no way that the people of Nebraska would even let it be overrun by douchebags. Right. You know, it's, it's a pretty self-selecting crowd, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, there's, there's, there's some other courses. There's the, it's like, it all sits on top of the, uh, Ogallala, um, you know, kind of, uh, drainage area or basin or whatever so there's there's it's this massive like underwater freshwater um really really clean water um and so kind of north north northwest of there is um uh the ogallala reservoir and there's a course called bayside up there that looks fantastic obviously you've got sand hills and then you know moving northeast in the state you've got all that you know you got the new uh, King Collins Project Landman. You've got Caprock Ranch. You've got Dismal. You've got uh, Prairie Club. And then if you want to go, you know, a few hours west, you've got Bally Neal out in Holyoke, Colorado, as well. So, um, yeah, it's and, certainly and the Holyoke Muni. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the nine um, Holyoke Muni. Yeah, there's there's just something there's just something about kind of golf in that. It's it's very pure. It's very it feels. It's as close to Lynx golf as I think you can find in the United States and, and you're thousands of miles from an ocean. Well, uh, you want to get into some of the specific holes? What, what were your favorites? What you got any themes you want to jump into? What, you know, you're, you're driving the ship here. Yeah. So, uh, again, some of the best, like, like fairway bunkering I've seen stateside, you know, kind of some of those Lynx philosophies in play where, you know, there's, there it's it's not penal bunkering it's it's telling you it's kind of guiding you hey where to go or hey hug this and then you get a better angle but you know but don't go in right there there's some pop bunker style stuff out there um and then uh yeah really as far as like the course itself the routing it kind of eases you in with two par fours up front um the, the first one is yeah first hole is really really um there's a lot more to it than meets the eye it's it's not that long uh, I think it's 300 and uh, probably 360 in the back, um, it, you know, dog leg. And it's just like awkward angle to where you don't really want to take it on with driver. It's a, it's a four iron off the tee or a five iron off the tee. Um, and then, you know, and then, and then from there, uh, it, it's just, it's all right. Like it's, it's introducing you to your strategy for the day. Um, you know, which is, Hey, hug this bunker on the left. And then you can, and then you can, you know, have a good, good view at this green. And then two is two is cool. Another par four, big, big, subtle green. Um, all the trouble is off the tee. And then, um, you know, three, three is kind of where, where it really opens up. Um, there's it's, it shares a fairway. Um, it's par five centerline bunkers off the tee in the middle. And then there's three bunkers up within about a hundred yards of the green green slope back to front. Um, again, just a really like, those are three holes where they're probably three holes that aren't going to blow you away, but also they're introducing you to the course and the concepts you're going to see hole right. after hole after hole out there. Uh, four is the first par three. Um, you know, it's a fun, shorter par three, all about the wind slopes front to back. Um, you know, and, and I think that's the other thing with the part threes out there. There's just variety. You've got a couple of short ones, you've got a couple of long ones, but you know, the short ones, a hundred and. 40 150 yard par three can can be even tougher downwind than say you know 190 200 yard par three just because these greens are are firm they're sloped and you know downwind you're just you're just not holding them right, right. um for me where it where it really gets going is five five is one of my favorite holes in the course 
this medium length par four. Uh, it's got this really, really cool elevated sandy area, short right of the green, almost like a like an elevated bunker, like like something you'd see at uh, like Garden City or something like that. Um, it's got a really well placed fairway bunker on the dog leg to the left, um, and so you want to hug that, and then you get a really, really good look at the green. And I think I, I spent probably 45 minutes droning this hole. <laughs> Just, it's this bowl green. Uh, you know, if you're right next to that bunker, you can see the very top of the flag. If the flag is right behind that little mound, it is, it is one of the most exhilarating shots I'm sure in the state of Nebraska. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, again, it's one of those ones that I think it's from, from the backs, it's 367, it's 340 from the one ups. Like you, yeah, you can hit driver if you want to, but like, I, I don't, I don't think I'd want a 40 yard flip wedge in there or a 60 yard flip wedge. I'd want a full, you know, 100, 110 yard shot in there, um, you know, back by that bunker. And then you're going to have a better look at the green and everything. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that one was definitely a highlight of the day. Um, six is pretty dramatic hole, uh, moves down and to the right for the second shot. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's the second part, par five of the day. Um, you know, green is nestled into this hillside and drops off severely to the left. There's no bunkers on the hole, um, but just a really like it's a it's a great uh, great second shot hole, I think. Um, and then yeah, seven is really where it, you know kind of starts to get amped up a little bit and get yourself into some trouble. Um, there's a there's a bunker up the middle and then a massive bunker up the left, and uh, it. You definitely want to be right of those. It's an approachable green from the right. Um, there's there's some mounds up there funneling the ball in up by the green and uh, kind of tricks you into thinking you want to be coming in from the left um, when in all actuality, like you've got loads of room right and that's actually where the angle is. Um, and then this one also slopes slopes front to back. So, you know, lo- you know, challenging, challenging second shot. You got to you got to hit the right, right spot on that um, on that you know, kind of front, front right side of the green there. Always an, always an underrated, uh, feature. Any, any green that slopes front to back. It's just oh, yeah. so hard. Yeah. And well, and then, and then add in wind, right. right. Or, you know, so, so I Especially think Especially if one, it's the wind that knocks it out of the air, oh, you're telling me, man, <laughs> yeah, seven, uh, let's see here. Seven plays to the North. So that one's typically downwind as well. Uh, for the prevailing wind. So it's, it's not only sloping away from you, it's sloping, you know, downwind as well but also it's uh, one of those where you know if you're if you're a 21 handicap who isn't going to get the ball more than 20 feet off the green or off the ground like you know doesn't really matter where you're landing it right yeah. it's not like you're trying to control your spin or, or do any of that stuff so it's it's the definition of you know what you're saying earlier it's keeping the ball in play for high handicaps and like completely mind fucking low handicaps yeah and the and the the uh you know, it's firm everywhere too. So you've got short grass everywhere. It's firm everywhere. You've got a ton of, uh, you know, it's bouncy. So you could, you could bump a hybrid from 75 yards out if you want to, like you could, you know, you could go out there and put it around, right? right. There's a few force carries off the tee, but you know, nothing that if you're playing the correct tee is nothing that's going to you know, really, really get you into trouble. Um, and then, uh, and then eight is, uh, eight's a ball buster. Eight's this long, Long hole, visually imposing nat, um, natural bunker off the tee to the left. And then there's kind of a, it, it really hems in. There's a corresponding hill, a little bit short right of that, that 
it just makes you feel like so constricted off the tee. Uh, and then there's a valley in front of the green um, and just a lot of like humps and bumps. There's a lot going on up there on that green. That's one of the more severe greens of the day. Um, you know, 450 yard hole from the tips, 430 from, from the one ups. Um, and then, and then nine is nine's one of the better holes of the day. It's a par three. It's, it doesn't really look like all that much off the tee. It kind of, it's kind of coming back up towards, towards the clubhouse and the green is, is massive, but it looks, uh, it looks really small from, from the tee. And then there's a massive bunker up, up on the left and you actually want to play right over that bunker. You got to take on the challenge there. It's a short but stern hole. Um, and really, we've been through the front nine, and the back nine is a lot better. <laughs> I think some of my favorite holes in the course are on the front, but I think the back, like the the sum of the the sum of the back nine, is is fantastic. What so, uh, what stands out to you on the back? So on the back, um, ten is just unreal uh dog leg right it's uh it's about 400 yard hole um moves to the right with the slope of the land really really good bunker on the corner and then it goes uphill to a small green no bunkers uh really really steep back to front slope on this one so you got to keep the you got to keep this hole in front of you um and again this is one that i think because the slopes are so broad and long it there's not a whole lot of uh of it's like it kind of tricks you into thinking that that they're they're not as severe as they are and you know also because they're they're just fast and smooth um you you know you really have to remind yourself holy shit there's there's a lot going on up there but they hit so gently upon the land that um there's a couple knobs on the front of this one that you've got to contend with as well so this is just a really really great hole and then 11's this this tiny little 120 yard par three uh out towards kind of the corner of the property the south the southeast corner of the property um you know it's there's bunkers short left short right and then a little little finger short that kind of draws your eye in and there's a ton more room long left than it looks like um uh, this one's just kind of a total mind fuck um it's just a really really like really interesting cool short little hole uh typically plays into the wind with the prevailing um you know, and I think we had it kind of out of the, out of the right. Um, but you know, just one of those things where ner super narrow green on the right over that bunker and then opens up long left. And there's, there's so much more there than it looks like from the T. Uh, and then 12 T is, that's one of my favorite spots on the course. Um, and I elevated T and you really get a sense of, Hey, I'm in Nebraska, right? You got kind of flat, um, you know, flat farmland, bunch of corn. You got just, millions of years of corn to your right you've got uh telephone poles out on all down the right and a road there and um this is, it's a 400 and like 400 yard par four from the one from the one ups about 442 uh from the tips and um you know you've got high tee box bunkers down the left three bunkers up closer to the green uh great bunker middle left of the green it's just a thrilling approach like you've got to land it short between the bunker on, on the right and the fringe, and then it'll kind of kick it left and super small green, especially for how long the hole is. Um, but if you use the ground correctly, the green's bigger than it looks, or it's bigger than, than really what the mowing area is. Uh, and then 13 is just a kind of a, kind of the, the brute par three on the course. It's uh, the longer par three, 208 from the tips, 190 from the one ups. Um, 
balls can get eaten up just with the wind there. Elevated green. Uh, long is actually your friend. And there's a big, big slope on the right. It's kind of a Redan green. Not tricky, just hard. You just got to get get your distance right, make a committed shot. Um, and then 14 is a uh, 14's a par five, um, kind of down the hill. This one, this fairway is, feels like it's 600 yards wide. Um, it's like it, it it's kind of one of those holes that 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 makes you. It forces you to be specific. Like you got to pick out a specific target somehow, which is tough because there's just not a whole lot out there, and and it feels like man, I can hit it anywhere. And then, and then you realize when you get up there, like like left, you feel like you want to go left because that's the shortest route to the green, but then. You get up there and you're like, wait, left is terrible. Like, this, is, this is such a shitty angle on <laughs> this green. Super like favorite, you know, green spot on the course, I think. Just a like, really, really, uh, really handsome spot. And um, probably the best second shot on the course. I mean, second shot to to reachable green. Uh, there's a bunker short middle, about 75 yards short, and then a bunker and a big fall off short left. Uh, and, then, and then another bunker kind of middle long as well that, that'll catch anything going over um but yeah just a just an awesome risk reward hole a lot of trouble lurking up there and just a really like colorful green with a lot of personality and then 15 is probably the i would i would argue probably the signature hole out there um wonderful short four uh it's like 340 you know probably 320 to 340 um it plays a lot more stern than that it's got two bunkers short left bunker past those to the right so you got to hit a straight ball again one of those ones that you think you know you think it's it's a pretty straight hole but but you stand on the tee and you think god this is a dog leg left when it actually bends to the right back up by the green so um you know short left is kind of the spot to be but there's there's just like it's kind of hole you got to play it three, four, five times. Like that, like that's one that I can't wait to play it again. A, I was playing left-handed. Okay. And then B, it's just, just a really, really like, it's just course knowledge, local knowledge, right? There's, there's so much going on. It's all strategy. There's, there's a million different ways to play that hole. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, 16, I mean, this stretch is just crazy. Uh, 16 is a strong par four. Um, it's got kind of an, uh, a bunker that's that's not really that much in play up the middle left, but pretty imposing tee shot uh, up a hill, and then and then you kind of turn to the right, big natural bunker up the left, and a sloping green uh, on a hillside. It's got two bunkers short right, uh, just a proper par four, bitch of a green, uh, especially long left or middle right pin, just a lot of slope in that green. And 17's kind of like all right, you can you can you can get one on 17. It's a short par five. Um, you know, very dependent upon the wind. It's got the iconic windmill there. Um, you know, again, very, very Nebraska. Uh, ample fairway. You get a couple, couple spots to get it in trouble off the tee to up the right, and then tough second shot over a basin and a bunch of bunkers, and then uh, kind of a flatter area up by the green mounds that kind of funnel it into the green. Uh, but again, like it's pretty. It's a shorter par five that makes you want to go for it, but it's a sh probably more straightforward if you lay up. Um, and then 18, you know, great finishing hole. You got a massive blow up, blow out bunker up the right, uh, center line up the middle. And then there's like these four bunkers that kind of cut diagonally from maybe a hundred yards out. You know, uh, the first one's on the right, 
all and they they cut diagonally up to the front left of the green um you know at, at kind of intervals of like 15 20 yards and uh green slopes pretty drastically right to left and um you know just one of those holes again like like he like like one that it just it just kind of hammers in hey this is this is what it was all about today right it was all about you know uh picking the right line off the tee and then um you know especially I, I think it's a course too that makes you shape the ball properly as well if you're not shaping the ball uh i think if you want to hit driver off a lot of these tees you got to shape the ball the right way otherwise you're probably laying back with hybrid or three wood so well i think even just hearing you describe literally every hole in that much detail speaks to you know what's going on there because if you think about other golf courses if you think about your home course if you think about you know all kinds of things it's it's really it's an underrated thing to actually be able to describe that much detail about a course and i'm not really talking about like the recall or anything like that i'm just talking about like having things to talk about you know what i mean there's so many holes that are just like yeah i don't know it's like it's 390 and you just you hit it in the fairway and then you hit it on the green and maybe you make the putt and maybe you don't but all of those seem to have a uh, a puzzle to be solved which i think speaks to a lot about axland and proctor and the people who brought this place to life but also kind of sets up what i think is probably my last question which is you know for this place that seems like it was pretty bootstrapped by by locals i mean i don't want to sound I don't want to sound condescending, but like it also it's it's a weird disconnect between you. You have kind of almost this like field of dreams vibe going on, but then you also have like world class architecture. And I'm yeah. I'm curious uh, if you got a sense of kind of how those things went hand in hand, or uh, you know why someone like Axlin and Proctor were on the top of the top of the list, or or kind of how that aspect of it came together. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really. And, you know, I don't have a great answer for it. I think that the the people, you know, the people in charge of making this place a reality, you know, the founders probably know more than they're letting on. That's exactly um, the vibe that I got was you, you watch some, some videos and like, I know Callaway did a, uh, Callaway did a, a home course uh, or golf lives video, I think on wild horse. And you almost get the sense of just like, oh, shucks, you know, we got the, we got the tractors out and we just kind of, you know, we just kind of brought it to life with, with elbow grease. And it's like, no, that doesn't seem like you guys are telling the whole story. I think there's, I think there's a lot more going on than uh, some of these people are letting on. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's, it's definitely, there's great land, right? So it's, it's, um, it's great land. I'm sure, you know, Axlin Proctor had, had the reps prior with, with Sand Hills of, Hey, this is, you know, this is, how to build this stuff or these are the concepts here um it seems like there's really really good management leadership you know vision behind it as well because um you can have all these things but if it doesn't like for a course like this especially where uh you know it's meant to be played angles and on the ground and and using slopes those slopes don't bounce correctly or it gets unfun very quickly yeah if if, you know if you start playing target golf on a course like this like it it you know, it, it neuters the hell out of it and takes, takes all the strategy out. So I think that's the other thing is just marrying up the way that this course was envisioned and the way that, you know, it was laid out with how good the agronomy is. Um, like I can't say enough good things. It had rained a lot. I think the couple of days prior to us being there and like, we probably caught it in the most benign, you know, soft conditions and it was still fiery. It was right. still bouncing. It was, you know, and, and, and it was in, like as the wind kicked up on the back nine, 
the greens probably sped up by two or three on the stent meter. Like yeah. it, was, it was just wild. So, um, yeah, so I would say it's probably a combination of things and, you know, some of it's also just probably Nebraska humility, right? Yeah. You know, these people, they're not going to really toot their own horn or, you know, just like go see it for yourself. And, and I've seen criticisms of it where, you know, people have said, Hey, there's either too much going on or it's too wide and there's not enough going on. And it's like, yo, you're, you're kind of looking past all the strategy, right? It's, it's the kind of course that you could play over and over and over and over again. Like I could play that course every day for, for, you know, every round of golf ever again. And, and it would still be interesting. That's what I think almost every review I've seen of it kind of ends with is, is that exact feeling, which is where, you know, if you have a review one way or the other, like it's pretty irrelevant if uh, the people who are playing it every day are feeling that way about playing it every day. You know, it's like that's that's kind of answering your question for you. So, yeah. So I think, like, I mean, shit. If you live in Denver or you live Omaha, like we played Awari Dunes the, earlier that day, I and mean, it's crazy. Like I, I can't remember every course I've played like this, but like I've played this course one time, right? <laughs> eleven and months ago. Remember, <laughs> yeah, I can remember every hole out there. Like it's it's that good, but shit if you live in omaha or kansas city or denver or like it's worth a it's worth a long weekend and you don't have to you don't have to cram a bunch of other stuff into it just go play wild horse like three four five times like it's worth seeing again and again and again well good stuff man thank you for uh all the details i'm excited if uh people would like some visuals to go along with this go check out our video uh on youtube as well that trump put together and uh yeah man we'll we'll see you for the next one absolutely i, I can't wait to go back play it righty <laughs> that's true I feel like, I feel like i probably missed even some of the strategy just playing it lefty where i was i was that higher handicap not getting not getting crushed right so now i can enjoy it as lower handicap you know and seeing more of the more of the strategy and more of the uh the uh, chess match there well let's uh let's make a point to go do that because you've convinced me i want to go see it too all right so all right, man. Cheers. All right. Good stuff, dude. Thank you. Mm -hmm.